Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, Sleep No More, written by Mark Gatiss. But first, well, it's not stricter than news, is it? Because, well, we've been to the Doctor, we went to the Doctor Who Festival, didn't we? Yes, it was news for us. It was news for us, yes. <laughs> it was certainly news for me when my alarm clock went off. <laughs> yeah, that early on a Saturday morning, yeah. Um, yeah, so we thought we'd just sort of give you a little report um, on the festival, because obviously I was sort of tweeting photographs from the event um, on Saturday, along with putting stuff up on uh, Facebook. And also now, um, for those of you who do follow us um, on Twitter and on Facebook, we've now also got a YouTube channel, uh, which I put a little sort of uh, slideshow of the uh, other photos that I wasn't able to put up on Facebook on the day. So, um, yeah, so, so if, just look on YouTube, just search for Hoosie Podcast and you'll, you'll find it on there. Whether we're actually going to put any other content on there, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to go down the video podcast route, but um, you, you, know, you never know. We might just end up putting um, sort of videos of cats being scared by cucumbers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Not the first thought of what video we'd put up comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be obviously a particular favourite of yours. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's um, yeah, let's let's talk about the Saturday. Um, well, let us talk about cats being scared by cucumbers. No, it's yeah. I mean, it, it was um, the tickets were sixty eight pounds each, weren't they? Yeah, and I think we both walked away thinking that it wasn't worth the money. Yeah. It really wasn't, was it? Um, there wasn't enough content, for, for, to our liking anyway, um, whereas the one they did before, for the 50th, there was too much. And you couldn't yeah. fit it all in, could you? Yeah, well, for the 50th one, we we, we we were desperately trying to grab something to eat on the run, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, this one, <laughs> we, can, we can give you a rundown of all the places to eat down the Yes. <laughs> the main centre of the exit. Yeah, we, we managed to... Um, Queue up quite a long time to get pine mash, didn't we? Because yes. that's, that's what we settled on. Um, yeah, yeah. To, 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 to shop that only sold pine mash, and every time someone bought pine mash, the person on the till had to ask the other people how much that is. Yes, and I had to, had to say uh, the phrase, chicken and mushroom pie, mash and onion gravy three times. Because he couldn't understand what I was actually paying for. So And the Diet Coke. I think it was the Diet Coke that threw him, threw him. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just there wasn't that many panels this time round, was there? And that's it was fully geared to uh, the new series or the or the, the rebooted of, of Doctor. There was nothing dedicated to the classic series, as you would expect this time round. It wasn't a, an overall celebration of, of of fifty years of Doctor Who. No, I mean, that, that, that's fair enough. Yeah. but there just actually wasn't massively a lot there. Full stop was there? No. Um, other than the three main panel bits, yes, the writers' panel, the actors, and the uh, effects panel. Mm. The other ones were pretty much 
very much a case of right who, who wants to who fancy coming along and saying something yeah it was i mean the first panel we went to that day was the uh, production panel which we yeah. thought would be very interesting because michael pickwode was taking part in that panel as well um and it was actually sort of chaired or or sort of hosted i should say by four of the um did they, did they sort of perhaps themselves assistant directors yes yes yeah um and they were dragging kids out of the audience and say, okay, you are Peter Capaldi, you're the director, you're the lighting person, you're the cameraman, you're the you're operating the sound, you know, the, you're holding the, the mic boom and everything. But I still got on stage just to stand there. Actually, it was on the set of, um, oh, the girl who died, wasn't it? It was the, yes. the Viking set. And just got to stand there and do nothing. They, they got Michael Pickwode on, who sp- Said about is there about thirty seconds really wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right at the end because we yeah. were sitting there going, "Have we come to the right panel?" <laughs> yeah, because it all and Michael Pickwood would be. I thought, great, this would be really interesting. Um, and it was just the assistant directors saying how early they have to get up and basically saying what a hell of a job it is, really. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, to a certain extent, yeah, I can understand it, but it just was really dragged out for the half an hour. They dragged it out for twenty five minutes and then. Actually, hmm. brought somebody on as interesting. Interesting, and and didn't give him the time of day really. No. Um, and I've got to be honest, it was the wrong kind of audience. I, I I felt anyway for that kind of panel. Yeah, because people there aren't usually that bothered about design. They want to talk no. to the stars. They want to talk to the writers, which is why they had those panels on the main stage. Um, well, this this is sort of know. the bit with the. The fact that they're getting the children out, right? Fair enough, I can understand they're doing. Yeah, it's for children. kids. Yeah yeah, 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 brilliant. And that's probably why, obviously, the didn't give Michael Pickwood that much time because obviously that's not going to appeal to the children. But then, in some ways, you feel they could have separated the two panels. Certainly, and could given have him a panel on his own. Yeah, to talk about stuff. Yes, and kept that as a separate panel, even if they'd done them. You know, twenty minutes each or something. Yeah, that's than right. Now, yeah, and it would have made a lot more sense. Um, people would have, because it obviously was the two two sets of people that are interested. I think in the in there didn't really correspond. No, no, they didn't. It, it was a an uneasy marriage, wasn't it? Really, yes. a very uneasy marriage. Um, one thing we forgot to say um, as well to begin with when we you go in and collect your your pass because we were on the Dalek ticket. So we're there sort of like, you know, for 9am when it opened. And as you're standing in the queue thinking you're going to be herded off into the, into the first panel or something. But no, they're just sort of like, just an exercise in crowd control. They just kept you standing there and then released you in general into the Excel centre. Yeah. Which was such an odd thing. They should just collect your ticket and just wander off. Like I said, I understand the people that was going on the the other stream the cyberman stream their ticket did start their day did start with one of the panels mm. the fx panel yeah so fair enough they could go get their um pass bit and their booklet saying what's happening and go and start a queue straight up for that which made sort of sorts of sort of made sense yeah but ours didn't ours ours basically was yeah you can just go off now and wander around the rest of the exhibit stuff mm. um but they then still kept us there for half an hour, and then, as you said, just released us back into the back into, into the, the wilderness. Oh. Yes, 
Born free. <laughs> and at that st- by that stage, having not had a coffee or any breakfast, I really could have had an antelope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're great. I don't see why they couldn't have just given us our pass and whatever and said, even if they're not opening up the main, the other exhibition bit. We could have got a, got a coffee. They could have said, to eat or okay, yeah. that's going to open up in at 9.45 or whatever. Mm. So if you want to go grab yourself a coffee, a bacon sandwich or whatever, croissant, whatever, go off and do that and we'll see you in half an hour. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But no, they just sort of made you queue and you couldn't really get back out once you'd picked up your ticket. I mean, the obvious thing, obviously, had we realised stupidly what we should have done was just gone and got a coffee, had our breakfast and then waited until the queued died got, down yeah and strolled in there picked up our thing and strolled into the other the other bit which would got us there just as quickly really it would have done it really would have done i might be a bit more wise to it next time because we, we, yeah. i know we've done nothing but slag this off and i think this is how it's going to continue i have a funny feeling um <laughs> but we'd, we'd go again i mean it, it was it was fairly i it, think i think so far we're treating it with all the enthusiasm of peter capaldi <laughs> oh yeah we'll get to that bit in a minute and all um so the first main panel we went to was the writers' panel. Yeah, um, which actually was, was as we're going to say, actually change our tune now. Well, I'm going to change my tune now and say that was quite interesting. It was, yes. I enjoyed that. Yeah, because it had um, Peter Harness, Stephen Moffat, and the writer of next week's one, which I've forgotten her name. That is terrible. What is her name, Paul? Hit me. <laughs> Dollard. Sarah Dollars, that's it. Thank you very much. Yes, I know it's Face the Raven. She wrote Face the Raven next yes. week's episode. Um, the only weird bit. I'm of... you to forget something. <laughs> no, no. It's... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll um... leave you to do all the names. You yeah, know I know. It's usually me that gets it. No, a complete blank. Then um, I think the reason why the name didn't stick because she she wasn't really to, able to talk about her story. Yeah, and by the sound of it, actually, hers could have been an interesting, from a writer's point of view, could have been a really interesting story because it sounds like she had to, she's had to, A, she pitched the story herself. Yes. And B, she's always had to, seems to have had to rewrite it to fit events. Yes, um, which they did allude to. That could just be Moffat pulling our chain a bit there, but yeah. we're not going to say what he said. Because no. if because if it's true, it is a massive spoiler. Mm. So yeah, but it just, yeah, but it just was a case of that would have actually been quite interesting. So you sort of then look at the fact that what the timing of this festival being because we also had Mark Gatiss later on in the afternoon, didn't we? Who then couldn't mm. talk about his episode because that was going to be on. Yeah, that was on like four hours later, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit, a bit, a bit odd. It was a bit odd, um, but it was an enjoyable thing. Um, the I think we'll, we'll, I'll get onto the audience questions later because I think the whole thing was just a disaster, to be honest. The audience questions thing, uh, but then straight after the writers' panel, we 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 hung around for fifteen minutes, didn't we? Because um, it was the meet the cast, yeah, um, which featured Peter Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, Michelle Gomez, Ingrid Oliver, and Stephen Moffat. Again, this one was moderated by uh, Toby Haydock. I've got to say, Matthew Sweet was a moderator for the uh, writers' panel, yeah. Um, this is where things started to unravel a little bit, didn't it? Yes. Um, because it was abundantly clear that the cast didn't want to be there. And in particular, um, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I, I, I would say he didn't want to be there. I think Jenna Coleman was okay. Um, 
And really, no one was really aiming questions to Michelle Gomez or Ingrid Oliver. No, it was a waste so of time. So whether I... they wanted to be there or not, they weren't really getting much opportunity no, to it was, say it, anything. It was odd because you you think about how massively successful Missy and Osgood have, have been as characters. Yeah. And there were no questions for them, was there? Not a lot, no. Not a lot at all. Um, I mean, it was, it was quite a lot for Jenna Coleman. Yes, there was one hell of a lot for her. Yeah. But they kept looking to Stephen Moffat a lot, didn't they, to answer questions yeah. on their behalf. Um, and a lot of time, Capaldi just sat there silent, didn't he? Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, he was trying to give one-word answers. Yes. Now, and... he had, now, he had said he'd just come straight off of a photo opportunity thing, hadn't he, with, like, yeah. you know, like a procession on the paper and his photograph taken with him. Uh, but, yeah, he just... He just wasn't interested at all, and it was it was it was very stilted and awkward. Yeah, to uh, to sit through it really was. Because uh, I mean, even Tohado has to turn around and say, "Would you like to elaborate on that to him?" Yes, <laughs> just because I think he was getting a bit yeah fed up with the one word answers. Yeah, because there was nothing. There was no banter on stage to begin with at all, no. was it? I don't know. It was like on the other days, but on the, on the day we were there, it was just right. Um, they're on the stage. It's we'll throw the floor open to the audience, yeah, and, and that was and that was it. You know, just throw it over to you, and and I do think it that's where it went start to go wrong because I think okay, there's a lot of kids getting up and asking questions, so they're going to ask, you know, what's your favourite monster, blah blah blah, but then you always get the people who think it's their their entitlement to slag off the show, which is yeah. which is what we had during the writers panel, didn't we? Yeah, there was a couple. Was a couple. And, and somebody who seemed to be pitching his own show. That was odd. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, somebody pitched, say, so you said, Cook, um, you know, would, would would be a great idea to have a Dalek spin off. And, and I've written my own. And he basically said, I've written my, my own script. It's on website. And he gave out his website address. And, you know, please go and look at it. BBC, please go and look at it. It was basically just sort of advertising himself, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, then we sort of had to put it up on the idea, well, let's put our hands up to ask the question. We'll just plug the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to ask Stephen, well, do you listen to any podcasts? Because who's he podcast? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you, if you want great banter and, and chat, you know, <laughs> don't listen to us. But <laughs> No, it, it, was, it was just odd. It was just, and, the, and the bloke who, who, who seemed to have flown away from the other side of the world just to slag off the character of Clara, yeah. in front of Moffat, directed the question at Moffat, said, I found Clara annoying. Yeah, um, I just find bizarre, and then you get like a lot of like squealing people. So I can't believe I'm talking to you, and it's all yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't think you should have said that when you got up. <laughs> I shouldn't have done really. I embarrassed myself and everyone else in the room. Really, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just very, very stilted. It was, it was very, very stilted. Um, and the next panel we went to because we, we, we then broke for lunch, didn't we? Man, I mean, I can tell. So. And getting back to that, I mean, it is a case that they're obviously going to be asked the same questions all the time. Yeah. But in which case, then, don't throw the questions open to the audience straight away. Yeah. And do it like that. Perhaps come up with some. I mean, I, I mean, I'd almost rather they'd have sort of scripted something, well, sort of that, given well, some information. Yeah. Well, that, I think. Uh, do you know what? Though I think there were a couple of at least one scripted question. Because you know yeah. the, the the guy got up and asked about why don't you film in Ireland? Yeah, that same question was asked on Sunday as well, right? And the same Game of Thrones line was chucked out as well. So, mm, bit bit odd that. 
a bit odd. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So then, then we had our, our famous pie mash lunch after that, and the next pony went. So it was the uh, big finish um, sort of acting masterclass, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, with um, with Nick Briggs and uh, Nicholas Pegg. Um, it was actually Nicholas Pegg to begin with, to finish. No, actually, no. We tell a lie. Um, what was the first one Nick Briggs was at? That wasn't the the big finish one, was such, was it? No, well, no, that was the um, how to act like a monster. Yeah, that was it. Um, and then the next one was it Nicholas Pegg or Barnaby Edwards? I always get the two. Barnaby confused. Edwards. Barnaby Edwards. I was. I'm saying there. I don't really remember. No, I was. I was. I always get the two confused. Yeah, that was it because we sort of left that one because it was again. It was more directed towards kids, wasn't it? It wasn't really anything yeah. uh, we're interested in. But we went back to the big finish uh, 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 panel, and that was actually quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. And there were some I mean, good, and there were some good questions from the audience on that one, and and yeah. and actually a good way of actually if you are going to get kids out of the audience to do stuff, then actually that was quite that was that a good was one, a really good way of doing it because they got them and to they do did actually something. do something. Yes, yeah. it was worth it was worth doing, and it was worth sitting through that one. That was a yeah. really really good panel. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was informative and entertaining. Yes, uh, where I found the others weren't so much. To be honest, it was an infomercial. It was an infomercial for Big Finish, really. But he kept like he kept saying, you know, our stand is over there. Please go and go and have a have a look and everything. Um, So the last panel of the day we attended was uh, the um, Millennium Effects one, which again was which had Mark Gatiss on the. And I I, I do apologise, I've forgotten the the name of the the woman who who represented Millennium Effects and also the host. I don't know who the host was either. Um, I don't think no, but um, it, it, that, I mean, again, that was quite um, entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was. Yeah, and I mean, informa- that was, quite, yeah. That, that was <sighs> again quite a bit more informative and relaxed than. Yeah, and of course, we we got a sneak peek at the um, the Sandmen, didn't we? Yes, as well. They sort of surprised everybody with a, a peek of that on stage. So. Um, yeah, and also had the Maya on there, which amazed me. The whole Maya costume is made out of rubber, which, which amazed me. I thought it was going to be like fiberglass or something. Um, but when they sort of explain, it's actually just just rubber. As that you know, it was um, no, it, it was interesting how they sort of they cut, and also how they um, the special paint they use for the Ice Warrior costume from uh, a couple of seasons back. Yeah, um, which they had to thank the the um, automobile um, industry for. Because apparently no paint would stick to it, to this this rubber compound that they use. So no, it, it was it was it was fairly informative. It really was. Um, but the thing we thought was just weird was the you had the props and you also had the um, prosthetics um, on on display as well. Each one was in an area no bigger than, than an average living room. Yeah, was it? Um, and there were just bags of space. It just seemed to be a lot of wasted space there, didn't there? It did. I mean, yeah, especially, especially yeah, the FX stall stand bit was was really cramped. Yeah, um, just a bit further along was a great expanse of just emptiness. Emptiness, yeah. You um, just thought, actually, if you just spread that out, they could have spread out a bit more, and the, the, everyone could have actually got yeah, a, um, a look the, at it properly. You know, the props and, and, cost, the, and the costumes. The props. Oh, was that just, was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. That Again, was... you know, you just thought to yourself, well, and there wasn't a huge amount of props. Not really. It was more costumes than props, really, wasn't yeah. it? But, but again... it, wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount. Of, I mean, I remember the seems to remember there being quite a lot more for the 
the fiftieth. Fair enough, but mm. but then that was just basically they was just there, and you just sort of strolled around and had a look. A lot more relaxed, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot more relaxed. But th- yeah, it seems to be. I mean, it seems to be like you know we have to make you queue because obviously that's going to kill the time, so you don't notice how little stuff's here. Yeah, I think that I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Actually, um, they also had some uh, sets um, erected where you could have your photograph taken at a price. Yeah, as well. Um, they had like Davros in his um, life support thing from uh, the Magician's Apprentice and the Witch's Familiar, um, and I think. Didn't they also have Clara's living room? Yeah. As well, set up. But again, you had to pay to have, to have a, your photograph taken in there. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit of a a bit of a con, really, that bit. Um and you had you had all lot lot of merchandise stalls there. Uh, you had the BBC shop, Forbidden Planet, Rubber Toe Replicas, amongst others. But um a lot of them were just all selling the same stuff, weren't they? And, you, and if you shopped yeah. around, you could get stuff a lot cheaper than you could at Forbidden Planet stall. Yeah. Like the BBC shop was cheaper on figures than the Forbidden Planet was. Yeah, it was not a lot going on for my liking. Not for that no. money. Certainly not for that money. But as I said, we'll go again if there's another one. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, it just did seem... I, mean, I, th- I think it sort of was a bit... Having said there wasn't that much going on outside of the three panels, if then one of the panels is, comes obvious that they don't want to be there either, then you're yeah. sort of thinking Well, there was yourself, no one walking mm. around as monsters. There was no Daleks trundling about. There was no people dressed up as Cybermen. It was just... There was nothing, was there? There's no sort no. of other photo opportunities you could have. No, it just you know, literally was. Yeah. That that was it. The, the panels two, and... yeah, Two rooms, yeah. Yeah. It was very, very weird. But um, I, I do feel bad for sitting there for slagging off for the last ever... We, long we've been going now um but unfortunately that, that's just the truth we just didn't think there was enough content no not 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 for not for what i was asking people to pay no certainly not so um now one of the reasons why we, we've gone for quite so long about this because basically there is no news this week is there no <laughs> there's absolutely nothing so all we've got to give you uh just to, to to wrap this sort of section up is um but there, nobody likes the stats. Uh, the overnight viewing figures for Sleep No More was 4 million viewers. On the nose, 4 million viewers, which had an overnight share of 18.2% of the total television audience. Yeah, mm. so there you go. Uh, the Now, this is this is a bit more interesting. Sleep No More had an AI of 78. Now, that, yeah, yeah it's the, the lowest score this series, uh, and it's the lowest score received since Love and Monsters. Which scored seventy six. There's a nice yes. little factoid for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Some people would say it was lucky to get that. Yes, indeed. Yes, because it's it's quite a divisive episode. This one, which we'll yes. we'll, we'll come on to um, a bit, a yeah. bit later. Um, yeah. So we, not much we can else we can say about that really. Um, but they're trying to say the low scores like to be the result of the unusual nature of the story because it was like hidden camera stuff and not the usual. The usual style of Doctor Who, so mm. Mm. We'll, we'll come on. We'll come on to that later. Yeah. We'll come to that later. Um, now going back to last week, the Zygon Inversion, the uh, official consolidated rating for that was uh, six point three million viewers, and, made, and yeah. that made it the ninth most watched program um, of that week on the BBC. On the BBC, yes, and and uh, it finished twenty fourth overall in the chart. So there we are. Not much else we can say about that, really, is there? No. No, that's it. Let's leave that there, then. Right, so next up is our review of Sleep No More. So for another week, then, I'm going to say that was, well, 
Was that the news? <laughs> yeah, that was our news. That was our news. Yes, that was our news. That was our whinging. <laughs> <laughs> Whinge over, everybody. Whinge over. Okay, everybody, it's time for our next review of this series of Doctor Who, and we're going to be talking about Sleep No More. You must not watch this. You can never unsee it. 24 hours ago, this station fell silent. We've come to find out why. What are these? Morpheus. What is Morpheus? The Morpheus machine concentrates the whole nocturnal experience. Now you can go a whole month without sleep. Time is money. Congratulations, Professor. You've conquered nature. You've also created an abomination. You can't stop them. None of us can. And Paul, it's your turn to kick this week off, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. What do you think? Um, slightly swimming against popular opinion. I actually quite enjoyed it. Good, because so so did I actually. Oh no! Come on. I did. We are now the only team. Well, that that convinces our review. <laughs> um, I was going to say perhaps because I don't watch a lot of uh, horror stuff, mm. to which the sort of found footage theme seems to have uh, been most heavily used in. So I've not got bored of it, which I seem to think a lot of people that have said they don't like it have just yeah. got yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm one of those people because I, I, not that I'm bored with it. I just don't like found footage films. Ever since I saw the uh, Blair Witch Project, which I think is one of the worst films I've it's ever been committed to celluloid, I really do. Um, I'm just not a fan of found footage at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this puts a little bit of a different spin on it, somewhat. But anyway, uh, yeah, carry on, carry on. No, I quite like. I quite like the fact that you weren't quite. Well, you you sort of were and weren't quite sure where it was going. Yeah. And it was the only the only thing I would say about it is perhaps even one one of the I don't know this is, this is almost like I'm apologising for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to find why I like it and I can't struggling, but um, <laughs> I sort of wonder we've had an odd situation of having had now two base under siege stories mm. quite close to each other. Yeah, I think it's because of the nature of because they've been two parters. I think if I don't think you, you might have given it so much thought if um, yeah it had been just a one part story, you know the the, the um, which I've forgotten the bloody name of. I'm, I'm terrible tonight. I can't remember anything. What, under the lake. Under the lake. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if if that hadn't been a two parter because you had two weeks of that basically, it, I think that's why it's so so fresh in your mind. Yeah, but no, it's just, you know, sort of, you, you don't always get a, you know, you sort of always think that Doctor Who is going to be a base under siege story. And mm. um, we haven't had, you don't get that many of them in the new series. And to have had two almost following each other, mm. it's been a bit odd. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um... And I have to say, I think I slightly still like Under the Lake more. Yeah. When, I... I liked the. The idea of the the villains in that, if you yes, like. Yes, yes, same here, same here. Um, I, I think that... I, I, I mean, I, that, that said, that's why this had to be something a bit different and had to be shot and, and told in a different way, perhaps, because otherwise you would have had exactly the same Yeah, score. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I applaud them for doing something different 
with Doctor Who. I mean, you've got no um, credits, opening credits to this at all. Um, and the way it's, you see it's, it, you're watching Doctor Who because you've got that sort of like a word search comes up on the screen, doesn't it? Yeah. Which just highlights Doctor Who. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't mind that. I thought that that was okay. I thought the certainly the opening twenty minutes were quite well done and and, and tense actually. Um, you know, up, up until the point where um, Reese Shearsmith starts to interact with with the other characters, I think that's when it started to sort of flag a little bit. At that point, it sort of slowed down somewhat. Um, I thought it was quite atmospheric. I thought it was. Well directed, I thought. You know, it, it was it was well well done. I thought the set design was good. Yeah, my my main problem with <laughs> I've said I'm like this. this Here we is, go. Here we go. Here we go. My main problem is I got the feeling when I'm starting to watch this, I'm probably when I'm watching it the second time round more because now I now I now know what's what is happening. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. The whole idea of the the fact that you're seeing it from the people's perspective and that's because of the sleep in the eyes and whatever yeah 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 it's a good idea i quite like that and the fact that you don't get anything from clara's perspective until she gets into the machine and Mm -hmm. you don't get anything from the doctor's perspective yeah and presumably you're not supposed to get anything from was it chopra's Chopra's. perspective yes there There was a few times when you're watching when i'm watching it the second time i think okay so where is this coming from and I know you sort of, sort of be the the other idea. Is you're told that they didn't have any cameras. No. And they didn't have any. There wasn't any CCTV. Because mm. first time I watched it, I thought the black and white bits was the basis. CCTV. CCTV. Yeah. Yeah. But then you sort of think, all right, okay, no, that's just the dust. Mm. That's Excuse right. Me. Yeah. Right, yeah. Fine. I've got that. And when it's in color, it's because you're seeing it from a person's perspective. Yeah. It's their eyes that are giving it the color. You then have a couple of scenes. One where um, the Grunt, or 474, has just saved Chopra by taking him through the fire. Yes. You get a scene where, after Chopra runs off and leaves her... Yeah, who, yeah. who's looking at... Who's looking at her, because that's in colour and that's... Yeah, who's looking at 474? All... Yeah. I couldn't work that one out. And then no. later on, when Chopra's running back to the ship... You get colour view of down his gun. Yes. So where's that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's never used the machine. Yeah. I. There were so, a couple and, and of then little. You're starting to think this is fun. Now, now I'm starting to look at this, and I'm thinking. Then you're thinking, well, I don't know whether that's. I mean, I, I take it that's not that that is that that's that's just is that the director has got himself confused a little bit there, because it wouldn't be the Mark Gatus because. Not necessarily, even if he's given directions as to 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 what has been shown, it wouldn't be him who decide whether it was colour or it was black and mm. white. Or yeah, that's a that's a whatever. decision, isn't it? So what you you think? So. And then and then nobody's picked it up. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just missing something totally here. Well, no, I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I thought I just couldn't see where that one jumped as being different to. Well, I know it, the other scenes. Well, I know it was the Rasm, um, Rasmussen character was putting all this together. As yeah. a story to to tell to lure people in to watch the the thing so they could put the signal out across the across the galaxy yeah. or whatever. Um, oh, so it's it's his bad direction. It's his, it's his bad direction indeed. So I don't. He's I, got confused. I sort of I thought maybe was it because it was it was sort of he put it together after he was killed by one of the Sandmen. 
But then again, why would it be holding the gun? See, whatever I think about it, it doesn't make any sense. I just yeah. think it was a mistake. Yeah. Really. But on something where you're trying to be as clever as they were mm. by not having the view from the Doctor or not having the view from Clara until she's got in the machine mm. and making a point of one of the characters isn't going to be giving you... And any, like, yeah, some sort of third-person view. view. Yeah, or first-person view, sorry, yeah. It's... So... You then to not follow it through all the way through just sort of mm, it's a bit loose really yeah it's, it's when it's the main part the main hook to which you're hanging the story you should you should be able to get it right well there was another thing as well you know when they, they turned off the um anti-gravity thing and it started or it started being pulled in towards neptune or whatever the, the, the mm. hell the thing was um as we know at the end that reese shearsmith's character was one of the sandmen yeah why didn't he start to fall apart when gravity became too great? Because two occasions he didn't fall apart until he started sort of rubbing him, rubbing his own eye and just sort of disintegrated right at the end. Um, well, I, I suppose in the sense that you've got... Yeah, the se- sense that in time scale, the gravity, the second time, the gravity going on when they're all running to the TARDIS mm. could have been the same time as... Rasmussen is is recording his bit, so it would be that he's that's why he started to fall apart. Could be, it could be. Yeah, it just seems um, to be he, like it, he also was, gets in the first time it goes. He's also being swallowed by a Sandman, isn't he? He is. So it it could well be that you're not quite sure as to what he what is him and what is the Sandman if he is falling apart. Yeah, I I just thought it was a little bit. Is this really right? Shouldn't he also be affected somehow by this? So, but he, he wasn't. He just the same. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just didn't. That bit didn't quite add up for me. It just seemed to be delayed for effect. If that was the, if that was the case. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest. There's not a lot I can really. say. I'm mean, going to say is when I first watched this, I I did not understand this at all, and I really wasn't that infused about it. It certainly. Yeah. Okay, watching it the second time, which I did this evening before we 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 started recording, I, I certainly enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time round. But it's easily for me the worst story this season so far, which is a bit of a, a ridiculous start. We should wait until the end of the season, really. But um, um, I have to say, actually, I think I enjoyed this more than the woman who lived. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It. I. I didn't. I don't know. I just. I didn't really. I, I don't know. It's really difficult to quantify this one because I, I think I do think this is the, this is the worst one for me anyway. I think this is the worst one so far. I still enjoyed it, and I, as I say, I still enjoyed lots about the woman who lived as well. There were some good ideas there. It's just it was, yeah. it was ruined by you know Lionel. So um, yeah, I, I think with, with this, it was it, it was I think it was just trying to be a little bit too different, maybe a little bit too clever. Um. um. Maybe yeah. maybe the the two aspects of the story didn't gel together quite that well because you had like um basically it was meant to be like like a like a fairy tale monster. It was doing like the what Moffat does, you know. It, this time it's the it's the you know the, the the sleep dust in the corner of your eye and yeah things like that. Um, but then there's like this scientific thing behind it as well with the signal that's now going to spread out across the. So it's either going to be like a fairy tale thing or it's a scientific thing. Yeah, and I don't think the two really gelled that well. 
Well, I mean, uh, it's it's whether you take the end being that he's um, given the basically it's all come from Rasmussen's imagination to keep people watching, and none of these events really ever happened. Um, well, no, I think the events actually happened, but he's put it together to start it as like a warning to others and say, you know, don't watch this. And of course, as soon as you say don't watch this, people are going to watch it. Yeah. Um, and really, it's just, and I think other people have mentioned this anyway, um, but they, it, it's just uh, riffing on the ring, really, isn't it? That Japanese horror film. You know, don't watch, don't watch the video cassette. And of course, people yeah. do, and bad things happen. So um, this is just the ring, really. That's it. That's, this is all, practically all this is. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe that's the bit that sort of disappointed me, because A, he's riffing on, you know, found footage films, and he's also riffing on The Ring as well. So he's got this supernatural element to it, and then it's all uh, sort of tried to be married up with a, with a scientific reason for being spread across the galaxy. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can say the same for The Ring, because that was a supernatural thing on a video cassette. Yeah. Which is technology, so I don't know. I don't know, but but it like, was. I mean, but, but from from the start though, they do say, oh, it's just a, it's a electronic signal that kicks the brain off into a different yeah. way. So it sort of does follow that if you could do that in a machine, why do you need? To, doesn't necessarily need to be in a machine to do that. Perhaps, mm, yeah. So I can, yeah, I can understand that. How would you get that out then? Yeah, but but <laughs> I think if you've got conjunctivitis, you're screwed, really, in this, aren't you? Yeah. You really are screwed. The amount of gunk you guys are going to chuck out there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm correct in assuming that the, the eye dust then merged with normal dust to create the Sandmen, because otherwise uh, that's, a, that's a whole lot of eye boogers. Yeah, and what I couldn't understand actually was surely, surely you'd need to be doing the opposite. You'd need to be making people sleep for a long time. Well, yeah, rather than stopping them sleeping. Hmm. Unless what the idea is that if the body hasn't got naturally chance to kick this, this stuff, I don't know, gets released when it shouldn't be. I don't know by the body. I don't know. And so I couldn't quite understand that because I thought, yeah, I can understand if it sent you to sleep for ten years or something. That mm. at the end of that time, something may well have grown from your eye. Yeah, possibly. But not, but not if it's condensed your sleep down to. A few minutes. No, no, it just yeah. I or think, not slept at all. I think this No, I think this is probably my my, my problem. With this I think it, it it just raises far too many too, too many questions because it, I don't think it really hung together that well. Yeah. For the reason I, I've out. I mean, there were some good things like you didn't see everything happen. No. As well, there were like little jumps in in the way it was sort of put together. So you never saw Clara pulled into the machine. You never saw how the Doctor got back out. Out of one situation, he was just there in the room, yeah. all of a sudden. So um, I, 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 no, quite, but, I quite yeah, like that. You know, it was good. From, yeah. that. that 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 was a good way of using this as a medium. Yeah, was the fact that you didn't have to. Yeah, um, I thought the we could talk about the characters. I mean, I don't think that the characters really you didn't get to know them enough to care about them no. at but, all. But again, yeah. I, I quite like the fact that that's how they was introduced. Hmm. It's like, yeah, this is so and so. This is this is so and so. Don't worry about them. You're not gonna, they're not going to be around long. Yes, that was true. Actually, it was put like that. Yes, <laughs> you don't get too so, attached to these people. So, yeah, so yeah. it just was like a case of yeah, 
you know, these are these are these are monster fodder. I thought we we mentioned four seven four um, earlier on, which I just thought was just an odd character that didn't really fulfil its brief. If you see what I mean, um, it was sort of bred for for combat, a blunt instrument, as it were. Yeah, and it didn't really fulfil that at all. And all it put me in mind of. Um, did you ever used to watch Sequest DSV? No, no, no. I, I, there was a there was a second series. They went forward in time. They were taken by aliens and transported into the future or something, or taken to an alien planet. And they came back. It was in the future. Um, and they bought an a, like an alien creature back. With them. And I can't remember the character's name. Um, but his face was painted up quite similar to right. four seven four, and he was a bit slow and and couldn't really again he was like a, a bit of a, a bit of brute force he had a mind yeah. mind of a child sort of thing um and it just put me in mind of that and that's not a good thing really no. No, nobody likes to think of sequest dsv do they or 2474 where it was called afterwards when that was the series that roy schneider decided i'm not going to take part in this any longer <laughs> so you're saying it was called 2474 Something like yes, yeah, so something like because if this is because he's thinking the grunt is called four seven four, maybe it is, maybe it is a yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> there was there was one thing that did make him he was going like Chopra pretty. I thought is that a riff on Condo? Because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it's Sarah Jane pretty. I thought is that it's, there's got to be a riff of, of, that of Condo. That wouldn't surprise me with no oh, with, with Mark Gatiss. Yeah, exactly. So. um but as for like, performances, um, I thought Capaldi was was good in this. However, yeah. I did think he was good. Um, Clara or um, Jenna Khan wasn't really given a lot to do. Nobody else really was, were they? No. Um, but I think that again that they're setting up the whole Clara th- uh, thing that she, you know she's being the Doctor. That thing when she named them the Sandmen. Yeah, I said no. You 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 don't name any anything. I'm the doctor. I I I name things. Yeah. So it was all that, and that bit um, at the end where um, Nagata shot Rasmussen, and she said, "Is that all you people ever think of?" And she said, "What well, what were you gonna do about it?" To yeah. Clara, what was your solution? And she had no answer. So again, yeah. she's trying to be like the doctor, and she couldn't really. What what was she gonna do? Because she was standing there doing nothing whilst. Rasmussen was was sort of bringing the ship down around them. So yeah, so this is this is definitely heading to like I think Clara getting too big for her boots is going to end in tears. I have yeah. a feeling. And we had the oh we can fix that, can't we? Yeah. You know, so it's sort of you know mm, yeah. That you know she's got this total faith that the Doctor can just sort out anything that she gets into. Yeah. Yeah, like so. a get, get out of jail free card. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to end. It's not going to work out for her. Um, and also in this one, which I thought was quite refreshing, the Doctor doesn't win. He doesn't solve anything, does he? No. He knows there's something wrong. But he couldn't quite put his what? finger on it, and it's too no. late. They have to get out of there, don't they, before, the, yeah. before the, 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 what's remaining of them is, you know, is killed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I quite like that um, from that point of view. Um, did, I mean, did you guess that Rasmussen was a, a, sand, a Sandman? Right, um, yeah, right up until the end? or not? Not that he was... He was a, a Sandman, but just the fact that, yeah, no, he was the one behind it all, you sort of knew, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah this was this week's Mad Scientist, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And had to be, really, being the yeah. only one. 
left there and was fine and someone was manipulating it more than the the Sandman. I wondered whether they did sort of overplay the going back to him, giving the links through. Um... As in that spell it out, because it would have been quite good had they not had him reappear until the reveal in the spaceship. Yeah, I think that might have. I think you're right. That might have worked because you went back to you went back to him doing talking again, didn't you? When the they was in the freezer compartment. Yeah, and saying I'm saying oh that that was the doctor's that was a good idea by the doctor, Mm. and saying oh and by the way you must realise I'm not dead. Yeah, which sort of would have been better. Just if that had just been perhaps done as the reveal. Yeah, um, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. When they got back onto the rescue ship. Yeah, it might have worked better that way, but oh well, it's 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 done now, isn't it? It's out there. Like, but as we sort of found out since, I think it's sort of announced today that Stephen Moffat has asked Mark Gatiss to write a sequel to this. Um which I don't know if too many people are gonna be happy to to, to have, really. Um, um Well sh- should we go for our feedback? Yeah, I've just got a couple of things. There oh, was, there was, I did, I did. Got to say, I did like the when the the, the rescue crew first come across the Doctor and Clara. Mm. So they start saying, "Consider yourself," and the Doctor goes, "Part of the furniture." Yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the other thing I've got to say was the other bit that annoyed me was <laughs> when he. Sorry, I've just just oh, one good bit, one bad bit. That's how it's going to end. Yes, um, yin and yang, right there, isn't it? Um, the singing to make the door open. Yes, that was because a bit of the. But it was what just... happens at the party, and you think so? Isn't that forty-two where they rearranged all the locks? Yes, yes. Three so um, quiz questions after a party. That was just there to create a bit of tension. It was, but you sort of thought, oh, we've we've sort of had that idea before, mm. and it wasn't any need for it, really. There it wasn't. It, it, to could, be it could have been. It could have opened up, let him in. There could have been some other reason why it couldn't open straight away. Let him in, and then turn around and there's there's a Sandman behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no need to. No, I agree. I agree that. with that. Actually, I agree. But i was just going to say, just to illustrate how divided people are. Um, on on this story because they said we are flying in the face of convention somewhat, aren't we? With our view <laughs> on this, you think about no, it. No, you think about it. No, listen to us. But no. Um, but anyway, yeah, we have had some um, some feedback, and um, we've got some and, and some audio feedback this week as well. So um, we'll, we'll do the audio feedback last. But um, obviously, we, we've had some feedback on our Facebook page. Um, the first one from um, Andy Andy Nunny. Hi, Andy. He, he just says one word: baffled. Okay, Jeff Waddell. Waddell. I'm going to say Jeff Waddell now. Actually, um, he gives us a, a one-word um, review as well. Horrible. Okay, so um, Martin Hell from the Bad Wolf Podcast says I think there's going to be a lot of Americans asking why that soldier kept calling everyone a pet. Um, which was, yeah, that was Nagata, wasn't it? That's that's a yeah. a, 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 a Geordie term of endearment, isn't it? Mm. The right pet. Um, Ian Thomas McLean. He writes, "Am I the only one who thought it was great?" A great monster, great new original idea, and nice twists. Why did everyone think it was bad? So um, there we are. John Michael Lindsay. Um, hi, John Michael. He writes to us. Um, it started off quite well, um, even though it felt odd not to have the titles. Um, story hinting towards that classic base under siege scenario uh, with nods to the alien movies. 
Uh, the grunt was an interesting idea, being the human equivalent of a Sontaran soldier. Oh, good point, actually, the, the whole clone thing. Um, mm. However, we then get an Indo-Chinese woman speaking with a Geordie accent, which was somewhat unusual. Uh, yeah, we skipped over that bit. It was it was sort of Indo-Japan, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it something with tectonic yeah. plates that the, the continents had shifted or something? So it was now in, Indo-Japan or something? Or just, and just stuff, was, wasn't it just nearly as much to do with the fact of the... The balance in power in the world. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, was the yeah. fact that that was the balance in power, and are, are we to take that that? Yeah, I thought that was effectively quite... everybody. Thought... Everybody's. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a nice Indo-Japan. idea. That actually, yeah, thought it was a nice and idea. That's why there you've got dual accents. Yeah. Because the... That's where exactly. they are now. Anyway, um, John Michael continues. He said, A nice use of Shakespeare when discussing the Morpheus situation, but this felt a very confusing, lacklustre story for this week, considering how polished the last two episodes have been. I can't disagree with that, to be honest. Um, in all honesty, I think the Doctor said it best. It doesn't make sense. None of this makes any sense. I will, however, reserve judging it as a complete write-off owing to the next time trailer we got. So perhaps it would have a great conclusion to what felt like a clumsy first part. Well, unfortunately, uh, John Michael, this is a one-off. There, there is yeah. there is no second part. Which oh, not think. as the case may be. <laughs> oh, not. Yes, indeed. That's not, not this series. <laughs> indeed. Um, previous guest of the show, Robbie Bonham, um, writes, uh, I didn't think it was that bad, though definitely the weakest of the season so far. I thought it had a, a 60s Who vibe to it, such as Seeds of Death. Even Shearson's costume looked very uh, from that era, and he had that panic desperation of a man who sold out the crew to the enemy. Um, yeah, there were, I can't remember the character's name out of Caesar Death, but I, I, I get what you're saying there, Robbie. Um, yeah. And Capaldi did get in the when I say run line, which he did actually. Yes, he did get yeah. a, a trail line. This is all probably expected from the pen of a classic Who fan under the tutelage of another classic Who fan, which I yeah. Can't, yeah. can't disagree with that. Um, Suki Kuk writes, um, I'm not sure why I didn't enjoy this episode this week. Was it the fan uh, footage camera perspective, which I've always hated, we'll join the club, Suki, or the idea that the mucus dust in the corner of your eye would evolve to be a monster? The best bit was the last 30 seconds. Okay. And then um, first time writing to us, David Light. Hello, David been a long time listener of ours which i know um he writes said a mess camera perspectives annoyed me guns by side right next to the head on point of view uh poor characterization and i barely understood what was going on one of gatus's worst and that's facing stiff competition uh chris morgan writes ironically i did fall asleep about to try watching it again now that it's morning well i hope you had a better <laughs> a better time of it chris and um, Mark Anthony Masterson, um, he just sent us a link to Wikipedia. Uh, a Wikipedia entry just says, unreliable narrator. Yeah. Yes, which I've read, and it makes perfect sense. Thank you, Mark. And yes. what I'd say to everybody, read that entry. Um, uh, just search unreliable narrator on Wikipedia. And it sort of sums the story up quite quite well, actually, I feel. So, yeah. thank you very much. Um, now, um one last bit of written feedback from uh, Ben Rush. Um, he writes, I enjoyed it. Um, not as strong as last week, and I can guess there will be a lot of hate from certain sections of Who fandom for it. But to me, it was lots of fun, and the lighting set design really reminded me of the alien war experience in London in, in the 90s. Not meant in a bad way. Um, 
I never went on the Alien War thing, but I understand it was all like tunnels and things jumping out at you and chasing you through corridors. So um, whilst a team of armed Marines would try and escort you to safety to the rescue ship. So, yeah, they, <laughs> I can see where you're coming from there, actually. It's very, very similar. Now, um, our audio feedback. Our audio feedback this week comes from uh, Becky Barnum. And Becky has this to say. Hey, Phil and Paul. This is Becky from the Western United States giving you my feedback on the episode Sleep No More. After first watching, I turned to my husband and said, what just happened? I came away feeling confused, not liking any of the side characters, and generally disappointed with the concept as a whole. I thought the episode was reminiscent of Into the TARDIS, but not as good, which is saying something. But a second watch started to change my opinion. The plot made more sense, I liked the side characters more, and there was some very good moments where the Doctor and Clara shined. I'm still disappointed with the eye gunk monsters, but if I can wave my hand at the moon being an egg, I can wave my hand at that too. I wouldn't call it a strong episode, but it wasn't as bad as what I first thought. It grows on you. Kind of like the sleep dust. Ah, oh, well, thanks very much, Becky. That, that was rather polished, actually, wasn't it, Paul? He was. Thank you very much. So I'm professional on this podcast, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, as you can see, um, there's quite a few people disliked it and a few people did like it. I think the, 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 uh, the naysayers outweighed us, I think, there, Paul. I think so. I mean, yeah. I do, I do think that, yeah, my, 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 I, like this, I like the story. I think my main problem, actually, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay my problems with this with the director. Okay. And okay. I just think the, the fact that I'm not quite sure that all the um, perspectives as to who, who, what, where the filming was coming from was right, mm. and I think that sort of kept taking me out of the story. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was adequately directed. To be honest, I, I didn't have a problem with the, with the direction. Maybe it was the editing that was the was the I, issue. I think, yeah, I think I. the pacing was right. I just, I just think they got some of the unless I unless I, I mean I could have got this totally wrong and I might. Uh, Please feel free to correct me on as, as to as to where the, the the camera angle was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was that was that was my main problem with it. I actually like the story, and I actually quite like the conclusion. I'd quite like it just to stay there. I would as well. I, I, I don't, I don't I'm think actually it needs disappointed to... if there's news that there's going to be a sequel to this because I just think that worked. It worked well enough as it is, really. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. We we don't need to turn into the next Weeping Angels, do we? No. Really, which which has a law of diminishing returns, to be honest. Yeah. So, anyway, um, thank you very much, everybody, for your feedback. Um, of course, we we love getting your feedback. I mean, we enjoyed listening to it and, and reading it out and uh, and so forth. So, um, if you want to email your feedback to us, it's our email address is whocpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. So, obviously, you can write to us or send us your audio feedback via email as well, if you like to. Um, you can also leave your feedback on Facebook our uh, Facebook page, and on our, if you're a member of, of our Facebook group as well. And if you follow us on Twitter, you can send us um, a direct message, and we can be found at who's underscore he underscore podcast. So there we go. Um, so that just about wraps it up for this week, doesn't it? It does. It does, it does. So we should return next week uh, when we're talking about Face the Raven. Episode 10, we're yes. nearly at the end, aren't we? We're we are nearly end. at the end. Um Yes, looking forward to next week's one. It looks quite interesting from the trailer. And, and, spe- and, and, the, and especially the what Moffat and what Moffat said as well. Yeah. Yes. So 
at the at the uh, at the, uh, the festival on Saturday. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Could just be fan baiting. We don't know. Yes. Yeah. We'll soon oh, find out. Really? No, never. Never. He never fan bait, would he? No. Never. So, <laughs> okay, everybody. So, until next time, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.